Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Raider Report podcast. This is the WSU Guardian social media manager, Holly Hewlett, coming at you from the WWSU radio station. This week, I am joined by sports reporter Noah Kindig. Hello. Unfortunately, Katie is unable to join us this week, but that is okay because we have our very first guest of the season with us instead, Anna Vandewilly. Anna, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, it's wonderful to be here. I'm actually the marketing director here at the radio station, WWSU 106.9, and I am also the um, standing president of my sorority, Kappa Delta, and it's just a pleasure to be here today. Awesome. Thank you. So today we're going to start off with a just a quick, fun little icebreaker type question. So would you rather use Snapchat only or texting only for the rest of your life and why? I would probably go with texting only. I'm not the biggest social media person in the world. The only reason I have a Twitter is because we had to get one for Guardian stuff. Yep. Um, so I was pretty late on the Snapchat train, so I actually have not gotten used to Snapchat yet. So I'd probably go with texting. Anna? I feel like I could see myself doing Snapchat. I I think I would do Snapchat just because, uh, you know, my my grandma just added me the other day, so I know I'd be okay with her. <laughs> my parents, <laughs> my parents also both have Snapchat, and so like I honestly probably have more people's contact information on there, and you can like call them, Facetime them, send pictures and text all at the same time. So I feel like yeah. I'd, I'd probably be okay with that. If I had, if like I didn't really have an option and I was like, okay, yeah, I got to do that for the rest of my life. Yeah. yeah. I I feel the same way. Like with Snapchat, you can pretty much do anything you can with just a regular like phone number as well. Plus you can see when they open things and if they've like seen it and not replied to you. So that's like, I think that would be fun. I like that too. You can see when they read it. Yes. So Noah, Mm -hmm. moving into our first segment today, what? interesting sports do you have for us to talk about well, today? Well, I'm going to give you two a choice. I have a story from here at Wright State, or I have a story from the World Championships of Frisbee Golf. Which one would you like to hear? Frisbee Golf. Frisbee Golf, Frisbee yeah, golf? definitely. All right. So it'll be a bit hard to show Holly this recording, but I want to talk about a guy named James Conrad. So in the World Championships of Frisbee Golf, uh, there is one guy, not James Conrad, who has won three years in a row before this year, of course. This is being dubbed the greatest shot in disc golf history because James Conrad needed to make this shot in order to force it into a final hole to decide everything. So you'll see in the shot that he is that uh, the goal where he's trying to throw the disc, there are trees between him and the goal. And he can't just throw one to the side and then one in because he will lose and it won't go into an overtime. But after the shot, uh, which is being dubbed the greatest shot in disc golf history, James Conrad basically got to overtime or got to one additional hole and ended up taking home the trophy. So I'm going to show it here to Anna first. So that's him. Okay. It's thrown all the way from here, curves around the entire tree line, makes it all the way around and into the hole. Oh, my God. And the crowd literally (laughs) goes crazy. And and Frisbee golf is not golf. The entire crowd, like, the entire crowd knew what was going on and they lost it. So that's James Conrad. <laughs> and th- this is not a golf crowd. The entire crowd lost it and mobbed him as soon as he made this shot. They don't have to do that typical little golf clap. They're like jumping up and down, They're screaming. Up and down oh my God, yeah, that's and cool. It's like a, a literal <laughs> rager. <laughs> and, yeah, not the little golf. <laughs> and later in the clip, so if you guys want to look this up, it's just James Conrad, uh, greatest disc golf shot. You'd be able to find there's a camera view behind him that shows the flight path, and it just curves like all the way around the trees. It's a wow. beautiful shot. That it's is just fantastic. I, shot. Have you guys ever been 
this golf golfing before? I have, yeah. No. That's how it's I actually really found the story. But it looks like the coolest thing that I've it's ever seen so since sliced I'm, bread. I'm very bad at it, um, but it is a lot of fun. That's how I found the story is uh, I went disc golf a lot with my brothers over the summer. And when yeah. this happened, I, I saw this like the day after and I was just amazed. I'm like, because I, like, I just do it for fun and I just throw it like whenever I yes. go, I always just throw it to the right in the trees. It never goes where I want it to go. It's always so frustrating. But I always just try to really like cool. throw it as hard as I can. Because I'm uncoordinated enough to like aim it anywhere. So yeah. as far as long as I get it like far enough away from me, then it's like fine. But it is, it is, it's really fun. I, I tried using um, that strategy, but it's hard. But then I had no control over to it, and instead of throwing it straight, it went like ninety degrees to the right, and I had to. Oh, it the yeah, for, like, I feel. 10 yeah, minutes. I've definitely done that before. I've gotten like I've gotten them lost like in the woods before and i've had to like crawl around like under trees and like in like it's it's intense but it's really really fun that reminds me of can jam oh yeah 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 also a fun game so that's our amazing story from the uh, frisbee golf world championships now for a bit (laughs) of something that i'm more used to right state sports so our biggest rival here is northern kentucky northern kentucky university they're our biggest rival they're the school that every sport really wants to beat but men's soccer went away to face them uh, this past week. And how Horizon League soccer works is if it gets to 90 minutes, you go into overtime. Then you have a first overtime for 10 minutes. And then if at the end of second overtime, if the score is still tied, it goes down in the books as a tie. Okay. And of course, you don't want to tie a soccer game. You want to win. So you yeah. get three points on the scoreboard rather than one. So the very last play, it's Wright State versus Northern Kentucky. I'll show it to Anna again. Wright State gets a corner kick. Nine minutes and 40 seconds in. If that clock hits 10 minutes, the game stays tied and Wright State goes home empty-handed with a draw against their biggest rival. So, as you can see, corner kick. Tees it up. Corner kick. Comes in. Finds him at the top of the box. Back post. Wright State wins. Amazing. 11 seconds left in a 110-minute game of soccer. They find the back post to beat their greatest rival. I'll try to... Go back about 10 seconds and show it to you as well. Nine minutes and 40 seconds in. If that clock hits 10 minutes, the game ends as a tie, and both teams go go home empty-handed. Wow. And at the end of that play, everybody on Northern Kentucky just stood in the box. They just looked lost, and Wright State just mobbed the bench, and it was an amazing thing. That sounds awesome. I never played any sports. I swam. I never played any, like, sports on land. Oh my so God. I, lo- I know literally nothing about. You didn't like, know sports so- like on land. No, oh. um, I love that we're <laughs> talking about her like she's a fish out of water. <laughs> I am literally a fish out of water. Uh, no, but I only swim. So like I always see like all these like cool sports things happen, and I'm like, yeah, that was really awesome. And I don't ever really fully understand like the depth or like how hard that actually is because I've never like yeah. experienced that for myself. But it looks cool. <laughs> but that was just an amazing moment to see because the commentator. I mean, think about it. You're a hundred and nine and a half minutes into a game of soccer. The commentator was sold, like, this is the end of the game. It's going to be a tie. The ball comes in, it goes in the net, and the commentator just goes crazy. And everybody in the stands who was just like, ah, oh, this is it, the game's tied. All the Northern Kentucky fans, like, hands on their head. Everybody from Wright State cheering and screaming. That's it was, amazing. It was an amazing moment to watch. Were you there? I was not there live, but I watched okay. it uh, over the replay. And it was okay. it was amazing. Same chills, same chills. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about same chills, but it was still amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, with that, we will transition to our next segment. This is one that we've done every week so far, and it's really fun. Um, Am I the bad guy? So this week, I have kind of a spicy one for us. Okay. So um, it comes to us from Reddit again, and it's not necessarily like, it's it's not at all college-related like the past two that I've done, um, but 
this one I think will be fun. It'll be it'll spark some interesting conversation. So I, 33 female, have a son, 9 male. My sister, 26 female, just got married. On the invitation, she asked that the wedding remain child-free. I don't personally agree with child-free weddings, but I respect her choice, and I arranged for my friend to come up and watch my son for the day. The day of the wedding, my friend called me and told me she was really sorry, but she wasn't feeling well and didn't think she would be up to watching my son. I really do appreciate her being mindful of that, especially as she ended up having COVID, but left me in an inconvenient place because I was the only option I had. Um, even thought to line up and I had to leave at noon and she called it 6 30 in the morning. I really didn't know what else to do so I ended up taking my son with me. This was a big wedding so I didn't end up taking I didn't end up talking to my sister until the reception which is good because she Arr. she reminded me that this wedding was not for kids and for good reason seeing as me and my parents were too focused on my son. He is a nine-year-old boy at a grown-up wedding that he didn't know he was going to. I hardly think it's reasonable for us to not acknowledge him and how well he's doing. I said my sitter fell through and my sister's husband said that's not our problem. She was going to, uh, sorry, I got lost. She was just not going to drop this regardless of what explanation I gave. So, I gave. so my mom ended up taking my son home while uh, dad stayed at the wedding. At this point, the mood had been ruined, and I was honestly over it, so I just left as well. My sister is claiming I owe her an apology. I'm not really sure uh, what for, as it's not like I maliciously foisted her, foisted my son on her. If she can't be civil to uh, and about a little boy, I think that says far more about her. She also has a four-month-old daughter that was there, so it wasn't even child-free on my sister's part either. I really just want to know if I am the bad guy here. Well, I feel like this story is a little bit um, personal for me. And I honestly didn't even like <laughs> pick it because of that, but it is because did, you, did you have a recently wedding? had a child-free I wedding. I did have a child-free so... wedding. Oh, yeah. But nobody brought their children, so it was okay. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, so this did take off a lot of people in my family. And I mean, it also because like on Jacob's side of the family, like there is a decent amount of people that um, do have like small kids and it mainly ticked off the part of his family that was like, you don't want our kids to be your flower girls. You don't want them to be your ring bearer. Like they just were literally being selfish and only thinking about themselves in that aspect of yeah. the ceremony. Yeah. And I was like, Oh no, sorry. Like I don't actually want to include that in our wedding day like this is our wedding day and it's a huge non-traditional wedding like yeah. literally you were there you know it yeah, was non-traditional in so many ways no, but it was so much fun <laughs> and that was just like the first thing that we knew we were like no absolutely not because we know how some of their kids tend to act when they get like tired and it was already going to be late in the day and like it was going to be like a seven hour long thing because it was all in the same place and it would have just been like way too much and there were a lot of like hazards for kids at this venue and it was definitely something that we like took a lot of time to think about before we were just like nope but it was one of the yeah. first things that we were like no nah, we don't but it, it was an them. adult wedding like mm -hmm. it was very much so an adult wedding I don't think it would have been appropriate to have children there right yeah and like where this person is coming from I understand that like their plans did fall through they yeah. did not have the intention of bringing their child and I think the sister probably also didn't handle it very well. Um, but especially since she had her own daughter there. The thing, too. But, like, the, the, the thing that. But like, she, like, the person definitely should have, like, mentioned, like, hey, 
my sitter fell through, like before yeah. she even went, my sitter yeah. fell through. I'm either like bringing my son or I'm not coming. Like at least should have brought it up. Maybe not to her sister since it's her wedding day and she's busy, but like bring it up to somebody. Well, I don't know. The weird part to me is that it was hypocritical because the sister brought her own kid to the wedding, which I mean, I get it. It's your wedding. You can you can do what you want. But still, it seems kind of hypocritical. Plus, they're going to be cousins, right? Wouldn't you want your daughter to meet her cousin? What's funny about this is, like, there are people that were going to come that were like, hey, you know, I'm really sorry. I'm not going to be able to RSVP because, like, my sitter fell through. And I was like, okay. I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. Like, uh, okay, if you, like, don't want to find an alternative, like, to coming, that's fine. Like, literally, your daughter is not invited. Like, because it was, like, a teacher (laughs) from high school that just had a baby. Like, he's not going to bring an infant to the wedding. (laughs) But on the flip side of this, I have been on the other side. So growing up, like, I've been with Jacob for seven years. We were, like, 14, 15 when we started dating, and his siblings were, like, seven and five and ten. Like, so we actually got invited. Jacob's parents got invited to this wedding, and what they did was they were like, okay, well, um, we're going to have all of these people as the invitations, kid-free wedding, whatever. And then after the fact, they invited Jacob's parents' kids only. And so people were lit up at us during that wedding because we were like well-behaved kids, like we're older kids. Yeah. And they had extra openings after all of the RSVPs were said and done. So they were like, go ahead and bring your kids. Yeah. So they were very upset with us. But like I if somebody had been like, hey, it's my nine year old kid, not a nine month old. Like I'd probably be like, OK, well, if you think that they can be mature enough and sit through it, like bring them. I'd rather have you there than not. Yeah. It's just like that level of communication. I don't think that's a bad person for doing that. Yeah. So I I picked this one. I So the past two weeks, Noah, you know, I picked ones that were kind of like one sided that where it's like, oh, my gosh, no, of course you're not the bad guy. Yeah. And this one I went on Reddit and I specifically looked up ones that got voted that they were the bad guy and picked one from that. Um, but I don't think this person is necessarily in the wrong. I don't know. Like it, it depends. It, it, it's Cause very. He could have called her ahead. Does does it say that the person called her ahead? No. Yeah, I was gonna say. So as soon, well, as, it, soon as you know that you... it says um. Uh, where is it? Um. Because I understand that, you know, it's the day of the wedding. Things she said, forward. I really didn't know what else to do, so I ended up just taking my son with me. So yeah, I don't think like, I don't think that communication was there. I was going to say, which like, is communication probably is where they fell through a little bit. So maybe trying to communicate that yeah. would maybe help a little bit in that situation. But Anna, you look like you want to say something. Also, when it's all said and done, though, like, there were a lot of things that went wrong on my wedding day, and you just have to, like, rock with you it at that point. You have to let it go. Like, Seriously. It's not, like, of course it's your wedding day. You want everything to go as planned. But, like, I would never know that things went wrong on your wedding day. Yeah, if people were sitting there thinking, if I was sitting there thinking, oh, if this happens, I'm going to be so upset. Oh, if this happens, I'm going to do this and that. Like, if that was how it went, then, yeah, I would be like really upset the whole time and focusing on all the little things and focus on being at my sister for bringing her nine-year-old kid like no I know you're focused on getting married to the love of your life like that's what you should be focused on exactly yeah exactly so I I thought about that after I picked this one I was like oh Anna just had a child-free wedding actually yours was the your wedding was the first child-free wedding that I've ever been to what did you think the one this past weekend was also a child-free wedding oh I loved it. I have decided that I don't want kids in my wedding either. 
<laughs> it's carefree. It's great. Yeah, it's so carefree. Like the weddings that I've been to where there's children on them, they just they run around and they scream and they're annoying and not like not all kids are like this, but generally that's how they act at weddings because they're like all the same age and they're with their friends and they're like crazy. And I've seen like people trying to get their like flower girls and uh, ring bearers who are like young children to do what they're telling them to do. And they're yeah. like, no, I'm not right. doing it. I'm like, I'm not dealing with that on my wedding day. So, yeah, that was that was a that was a good one. I, I picked a spicy one. I was feeling very spicy today. Um, so our final segment for today is we're just going to talk about the WWC radio station, kind of what we all do here, how you can get involved, share some experiences. So Anna, since you are the most involved here at the radio station, would you like to start us off? I would love to. Um, so here at WWSU 106.9, I am the marketing director. So my job really pertains to building the brand, maintaining the brand and making sure that every thing that comes out of our socials and the way that we are portrayed to the public is consistent. Um, I am pretty new here. I just recently got this position about a month and a half ago, two months ago tops. And I've just been learning a lot about the way that it operates. And as I've been learning that, I've been learning like what I can do here. And it's been a really great experience for me personally, because for the past three and a half years, I've always had this preconceived notion of like, oh, well, the radio station is like just that. And that that's it. So like I never I never came in here. I never like tried to get more information about it until I went to take flight. And then I met the GM and sports director, um, Shay Neal and Parker Testa, and they really gave me a lot of like insight and had like a really strong vision for what they wanted the overall brand to become and what they want the radio station to achieve this year and I was like absolutely that's totally something I could see myself getting behind like and really jumping in and like helping you guys achieve that and they had an opening for a marketing director and they've got lots of openings right now for broadcasters to be doing what we're doing right now as well as just like creating shows creating content doing music and lots of different options they even have an opening right now for like an intern for our chief like engineer position um, to kind of learn the ropes of how every little nitty gritty piece of technology back here works. And so, I mean, there are a lot of awesome opportunities to just like jump into this org and learn everything. And I highly recommend it. No, uh, I don't do nearly as much here. I am not uh, on the payroll of the radio station, but I have a pretty close relationship with Shay and Parker, much like Anna does. Uh, I do a weekly podcast with Shay. Uh, sometimes Parker jumps in as well, where we just talk everything about Wright State sports, uh, whatever's going on around Wright State athletics for the week. Uh, and then whenever those two need uh, a fill-in for uh, radio broadcasts for live sports, I've only had the chance to do it a couple times, but whenever they need a fill-in for uh, live sports, they will call me up and if I can make it over. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I... Just also recently started working for the radio station. Obviously, the Radio Report podcast is uh, done from people through The Guardian, but we record in the uh, radio station. Um, but I I work here as a DJ. Um, so basically, any um, event that WWSU is at, playing music. So, for example, we just had Homecoming, and at the Chili Cook-Off, they were there playing music. They were at uh, First Weekend. So 
anytime you have those kinds of events um, and the radio station is there, they'll have DJs there. So I got to work with Shay and Parker a little bit over the summer at some of the events that they were at and they let me um, kind of like DJ a little bit and we're like, hey, you'd be great for this if you want to join us as a DJ. And I was like, that sounds fantastic. I also do another podcast um, with Katie, who is our other member of this podcast. Um, And then I think Anna and I are starting a podcast soon. Yes, we are. So. Yeah, you, you guys have we're not. You guys we're have not a name. Mm, not, not yet. yet. <laughs> oh, okay, but we Holly still has have to talk about it. Already been a guest on the hot spot. I have already been Dylan, a guest so. on the hot spot as well. So I spent a lot of time in this studio in the past couple weeks. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. I like it. Um, but yeah, if anybody is interested in joining the WWSU radio team, do it. You know, reach out. Do it. Do it. Do it. Hit up literally any of us. Any of us can get you in contact with um whoever we need to. So yeah, so. I think that is all the time we have for today. So uh, before we go, it's time for our question of the week. So if you had to change your major, what would you change it to and why? So what is your current major and what would you change it to if you had to? Oh, for me to answer? For for everybody to answer. Okay. Well, my um, I'll just start with what my original major is so that people can make fun of me for the next uh, couple of weeks. So my original major was biology, biological sciences, uh, pre-med track. Yeah, I wanted wow. to be a... Oh, I know. <laughs> I've, I've got, I've got a, a stepbrother in medical school. I don't blame you for switching. He's a bit crazy. I promise you that it was not even for like academic reasons, but we don't have to get into that. I ended up <laughs> switching my major after one semester because of medical news that I received. So I switched to marketing with a concentration in business analytics. If I was to change my major again right now, I would probably change it to business management or let me think, let me think, let me think. Um, I was really going to go like left field, maybe like graphic design. And that's it. Nice. Oh, and why? Uh, yeah. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fun. Just cause. Sounds fun. I'm kind of already like those two joined together anyways. Yeah. Marketing. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I am a current English major with a concentration in professional writing. I did um, not know that. <laughs> okay. Thanks. That's cool. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, if I had to switch, I would probably switch to a music major, actually. Uh, I currently play oboe for our university bands. Woo! Uh, okay. Yeah. And uh, I've played a bunch of instruments throughout my time, saxophone, drum, piano, violin. Uh, so I would, and, I, and music's a big part of my life, and it's a big part of my family, so I'd probably just fully commit. Awesome. I... I am currently um, a marketing major with Anna, and this question is actually really fun for me because I have switched my major several times. I started out, I've also switched schools several times, but I started out my first school, I was an engineering psychology major, which I don't even really know what that means. Um, and it was my major. So (laughs) (laughs) then I, then I left there and I went to a different school and I was a psychology major. And then I left that school and I came here and I started out here as an early childhood education major. And then I've, I've really done it all. So then I switched (laughs) to marketing. So honestly, I really don't know 
what I would switch to now because said, I've already, already had my fair share. I've already had my fair share of majors. Would you switch back so to one of the majors that you've had before? If I, I, I would, I would go back to education. I think if early I, childhood? yeah, yeah okay. early childhood. Yeah. Um, I really liked it. It's just COVID kind of messed everything up, and I was terrified of what was going to happen to teaching, and I didn't want to do like uh, student teaching online, and I was scared that I wouldn't get placements in general. So I. I spent that entire summer after the first semester that we got switched halfway online, like halfway through the semester online. I spent that entire summer after like looking at my options, like what else can I do? And I landed on marketing and I was terrified because I knew nothing about it. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know how to do this or what I'm doing. And it it ended up working out really well for me. So I just envision you going down the list of majors with your finger on a piece of paper and closing your eyes and just being like, I oh, have that one. I my, my vision was actually a dartboard on a wall. Like just eyes closed. Yeah, eyes we closed. had the same yep. idea over here. Yeah, I I literally had the um like degrees and majors page on right states like bookmarked on my computer because I went and looked at it every single day trying to decide what to change my major to so that was really fun um but I think that is all the time we have for today thank you everybody for listening in to this week's weird report podcast thank you to Noah for help hosting the show today and a special thank you to Anna for joining us yeah go play some disc golf yeah (laughs) thank you for having me yep I'm Holly Hula and we will see you next week for the Raider report